All right, so welcome to Falcon Bravo podcast presented by AT&T. Guys, can we get, let's get set, okay? Oh. Is that good? Oh, we got jokes. Is that good? Is <laughs> that jokes? It's not intense It's enough. funny because that was, we were playing against Dirk's team down there. Yeah. And everybody thinks I was yelling at Muhammad, uh, but it was actually Julio who wasn't getting set, and I was letting him oh, know okay. he needed to get set. He's got a little problem with kind of adjusting his split we all thought it was a little Muhammad. too often. It was not Muhammad. Yeah. And Muhammad's see. taking, he's taking a lot of grief for it. But uh, it yeah. was actually Julio who I was telling to get set. Wow. You remember so. that game, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Matt DeBeek, and we are joined today by Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan, offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter, and tight ends coach Mike Malarkey. It's unusual for the fans to have all you guys in one room like this, so hopefully we can have some good conversation today with you guys. Um, you guys are so used to having the microphone in your face asking, being asked, hey, what's it like to have Dirk back? What's it like to have Mike back and vice versa? What's it like to be coaching Matt Ryan again? So want to switch it up a little bit. Um, want you guys to kind of share some stories here. But uh, first thing is the fans are really excited because of what you guys have done in the past and being back with Matt. He's coming off, you know, Matt, you went through for what, almost 5,000 yards last year, 35 touchdowns completed 70% of your passes. Big year for you, statistically. Dirk, when you were here, you guys went to the, what, NFC title game in 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, In three years, I didn't realize this, but in three years, the Falcons' offense averaged 363 yards per game, 277 passing yards per game, 24 points per game. And when you were OC, and I didn't realize that you were the assistant coach of the year, the one year, and your first year, the Falcons rushed for a second in the league. They were 152.5 yards per game. So fans see that, read that, they're stoked because of all the weapons that are coming back and the rebuild offensive line. So let's just get into that right now. Matt, what did you think when you first heard that having Dirk back and Mike back was going to be a reality? Where were you? What were your thoughts? Um, so I was, uh, I was here in Atlanta. I was at at home and Dan called me, uh, Dan Quinn called me and just asked my opinion of, of both of these guys. And, um, you know, I'm not just saying this cause they're both here, but I had a glowing review of, of both of them. I enjoyed my time. Um, you know, my first four years in the league with Mike and then three years after that with Dirk. Uh, and I kind of went through my, you know, my take on my time with them and, uh, what I felt like their strengths were and, and um, you know, how I felt like they would fit into the culture that Dan has established here. But uh, when I found out both of them were hired, I, I mean, obviously I was, I was really excited. I think both of them, you know, bring a wealth of experience to, uh, to our staff and, and to, you know, our offense. But also, you know, they, they have their own ways of getting the best out of guys. And uh, I think as I've played longer, I think that's probably the most important thing I've seen. The X's and O's in the scheme are, are one thing, but it's, yeah. it's finding ways to motivate players and get the best out of the certain guys. And both these guys do a great job with that. Coach Cutter, where, what made this an attractive job to you? When did you say, you know what, that's where I want to be? And what made it so appealing to you? And I'm going to ask you the same thing, Coach, sure. Coach Mark. Yeah, actually, um, you know the way it the way it ended in Tampa. That's always uh, you know it's it's never fun for anybody that's been told that they're no longer needed in that job. Mm-hmm. That's not a that's not a fun thing. And I had a few teams uh, reach out, but I knew if I if I had a chance 
to come back to Atlanta and work with Matt and then obviously the other players they have. I always admired what DQ has done since we were in the division. I think, uh, uh, you know, when I got to be around him at coaches' meetings and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. I, I always, you could sort of tell that there was something about him that the players really bought into. And uh, so, you know, the, the players and in this league, it's about, it's about the quarterback. So getting a chance to work with Matt again was, was high priority. My family liked living here the first time, and so it was pretty much a no-brainer. Okay. And Coach Barney, <clears throat> for me as you? well. Um, tough situation. I, I left in Tennessee, and I took a, a year to um, get away from it a little bit and spend some time with my family and kind of regroup and recharge the batteries. But I was pretty uh, uh, happy about coming back here. I, I actually visited uh, an OTA last year and uh, a training right. camp, right. training camp practice, and I really did that. So Dan kind of knew that I was. Uh, available and wanted to coach again and um, I had I too had some opportunities elsewhere in the league but I really wanted to be with some good people I've worked with Dan before with the Dolphins and uh, obviously with Matt I just I felt good about everything about coming back here and um, when you when you weigh all the pluses and minuses of other places to hear this one by far was the greater of, of any and uh, very happy to be back Matt, do you have a, a favorite or memorable <clears throat> moment or story about either one of these guys, Coach Cutter or, or Coach Malarkey, that just kind of you laugh at or just something that people just don't know about or anything that just kind of, when you think, of, when you look at either one of these guys, it just kind of just makes you chuckle or just... Well, or, just, or anything. I've got a few. <laughs> yeah, uh, please share. No, I think you know. Honestly, it's it's more the the day to day stuff. Yeah, um, they're not big things, but it's it's the time spent either in the room. Both of these guys, uh, I'm not the easiest person to work with. Uh, all of the time, I think sometimes um, I can be hard headed. You like things f and set. I like yeah. I like <laughs> things done uh, my way at certain at certain times. Um, you know, but I do recall, you know, not even funny, but just multiple times going up and sitting in the coordinator's office with both of them and, and having conversations about how I need shit done. And, and uh, these guys, you know, kind of saying, okay, okay, Respond. we're on board and, and doing that. But um, as far as, you know, just a little bit about the personalities, I think, you know, one of the things Mike and I have talked about for going on 12 years now is vacations. So <laughs> when I first got into the league, you know, Mike and Betsy, uh, kind of introduced Sarah and I to, to taking these nice vacations on the time we get <laughs> off. And so every time I would run into him, really the last 12 years, it was, hey, where did you go this year? Is it worth going to or, or, or not? And uh, he, and that's kind of stayed the same. Has, yeah. it, has he hit on each one or there have been some bad well, we've recommendations? Missed, we've, we've hit on a bunch, yeah. okay. uh, but we've missed on a, you know, a few here and there. But yeah. uh, for the most part, more so than not, I think... Uh, Matt, Matt, it's been gets, good back and forth. Matt gets balance, and this is that's just a great way to balance your life out, especially with your with your spouse after a hard season. So, yeah, yeah. I remember too Any my rookie year. Mike, Mike told no. me too. He was, you know, which is so true. I didn't I didn't realize this. I was, you know, 23 years old at the time. But after the first season finished up, we lost in Arizona, and we had exit meetings or whatever. Um, maybe it was the Monday or Tuesday after the game, and we came in and. Um, I was 23. I was just dating Sarah, who's my wife now. Um, but I was like, what's your plan? And he was like, well, 
you know, I'm going to take the next couple of weeks and get reacquainted or like reintroduce myself to, to my wife. I think that's the exact words yeah. you used. <laughs> and I didn't quite get it at the time, you know, because because I was young, yeah. and, you know, whatever. And then you get into it. And now here I am at, at 34 and you realize the stress and, and the toll that it takes not only on you, but your family, too. Um, and you know, that time of the year is, is for that. And I learned that from him, but Bounce. good places to go. I mean, he's going to Banff this summer up in, Where? up in uh, Canada. I don't want to go. Okay. Yeah, no. Have stark stalkers <laughs> up there, but. Uh, they have boats up there. You're going to. Oh yeah. We're Lake Louise okay. and Victoria. It's all on the, I'm a water guy. Coach Mark is a big power boat, power boat or sailboat? No, I'm a, just a regular open bow, go out okay. on the lake and float. I'm a professional oh, floater. floater. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good floater. (laughs) So then my introduction to high-end beers uh, was about probably 23, 24, 25. So I was 26 years old. We had the biggest beer snob on the planet on our team and Tony Gonzalez. Oh, okay. And Tony and Dirk kind of got me into these, you know, higher-end Belgian (laughs) beers, which were uh, pretty good. So I learned learned a little bit of that uh, during my time with him. I also learned you know, what it's like to be a dad at, at your son's high school football games. Uh, his son Davis was playing high school football, so Dirk would come in on Saturday mornings and give us the recap of what went on the Friday night before and how he was yelling at the coaches from the stands. Oh, no, you weren't doing. that guy, were you? Uh, uh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I learned a bunch from both of them. Coach Carter, what about Matt? What, what's something we don't know about Matt? Obviously, we know his intensity. We've seen it. We know he's meticulous. He's cleared that cleared that up just now but I don't know about meticulous I screwed up a play today that, that we oh. installed uh, out in our walkthrough so <laughs> I make mistakes well he is those things he is those things. I, and that's I really like those things about him uh, yeah. I guess what probably the fans don't get to see as much is his sense of humor like he uh, and then when when Mike had him and he came from a rookie to now elder statesman and he's got a I, I was looking at I was watching him in the locker room yesterday talk to one of the rookie receivers and it looked like a grandpa talking to his grandson, and I just got a chuckle. I didn't even stop. I just kept walking. But, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time in the quarterback room, and our quarterback coach, Greg Knapp, runs those meetings. I get to sit in, and Matt's got a great sense of humor. And then there's also when there's a time to work. We, we do put in a lot of hours here, yeah. and so it, it can't just be all drudgery. There has yeah. to be uh, some breaks in the action. For sure. Uh, as a player, I really like, I've said it multiple times, the fact that he knows what he wants and what he doesn't want and why. Mm. And, uh, you know, Mike and I both have some strong feelings about certain plays or certain schemes. But the one thing I've learned over the years is if the quarterback doesn't think they're going to go, mm-hmm. we might as well yank them because they're not going to go. And if we really like them, we better try to convince him or just take it out. Coach Malarkey, I got a history question for you. Oh, boy. Matt Ryan's first play. It oh, was. First throw or first play? Well, first, I'm sorry. Do you remember his first touchdown yes. pass? Do you remember the down distance, the play call, the defense? Walk us through that. It was third down. Because I just watched the film, so I got notes. <laughs> I want to see how close you are. Uh, it was third down. Um, play call was. Was it third down? It was a first pass. It was a first actually, pass. It was, actually, we, it was a third play in the game. It was third, third play, play of the game. game. We just earned a first down. Ten. Yeah, we just earned a first down. Uh, we ran uh, 62 Comet Sync. Mike Jenkins was lined up on an edge split. He ran a skinny post. Matt had the read on free safety on whether he could bang it to Mike Jenkins. And and uh, it was about as pretty of a pass as possibly. Six, 62 yards later. So I remember 
Do you remember the corner on Jenkins? Mm, no. Okay. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Uh, right. <laughs> the <laughs> first part of the play. The funny part of this story, though, is so on um, when Mike was a coordinator on Friday afternoons, we would meet after practice and kind of go through the first 15, some of the things I liked. And I remember on that Friday before, I was like, um, I'm kind of notoriously a slow starter. And so if you could, if you could just, you know, that first, first pass play, just get me a completion, you know, get, get something under my belt. And he's like, oh, it's perfect. There are a high percentage of this one defense. We're probably going to have to throw the front side of the concept, which is curl flat. So I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. I've been throwing curl flat since seventh grade. Yeah. Well, they show up in the one defense that kind of alerts this skinny post on the backside. And sure enough, we had to fire it on the backside. So it was, it was, a, it was it a good was, way to start. Was pretty, his, his first play, though, I mean, the reason I'm asking that, the first time he got in the huddle with the ones, because you know, I, was, I was very fortunate to work for Mike Smith um, when he was here as a head coach. Um, Mike said, we need, we're going to rotate all the quarterbacks with, with the ones. Yeah. And I, I, I sat down with Mike and I said, why are we going to waste our time? Matt's going to be our the guy. guy. Yeah. Well, fortunately, you know, I listened to Mike. He's a head coach. So we did a rotation. And Matt's first play uh, that he got in with the ones, I called. The formation was I write, act two, go. And Matt turned around and got in the huddle. Now, I, I can't say exactly the language that he used, but he looked across the huddle and he said, hey, Roddy, go get this mother. <laughs> and when he said this, the whole I could see the eyes in the, in the huddle. And I, I, I just had chills again, but I had chills go down my back like, oh, my God, I think we have one. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know if he – I. The, the huddle thought we were going to complete it. They believed the play was going to work. That's the one thing about Matt. When he gets in there and, and, yeah. and his just his – his demeanor and the way everybody in the huddle thinks play is going to work, because that's that's just the way he he approaches the game. But I, that that one play to me yeah. gave me a, a kind of a clue to where. Do you remember that? Do you remember that first? I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember uh, doing it. I probably said a lot of, of of crazy stuff when I was in there as a rookie, just trying to you know have have that bravado. But I also. I agree with both of these guys. I think, you know, all of us, to a certain extent, are salesmen of, of <laughs> trying to get guys to buy into to what's going to work. And, um, you know, that was kind of an early stage with Roddy, too, uh, mm. of getting to know him. But, you know, I learned playing with him for eight years. That's how he operated best. You know, he and I honestly were at, at our best when we were, like, yelling at each other. <laughs> uh, and he knew how to get the best out of me, too. Like, if I wasn't playing my best, he would – he would go that way, but that's that's one of the things you figure out during those uh, training camps and that kind of stuff of, of how to get the best out of guys. Do you remember your first play with him? First play call? Or yeah, I, I don't. Okay. Who did we play? Kansas City. Oh yeah, out there. We, it was we, we were hot that game. <laughs> it was a good day. Yeah, we had a hot day. I think we <laughs> scored almost every drive. Is that right? I didn't look that one up before. <laughs> it yeah, was we good. were hot it was a good day. game. We it was a, good. We had a big day. I think um, we met through five touchdowns that day. If I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Something like that. Maybe. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about you guys reuniting, and then I want to pivot toward 2019 now. But before we do, I want to play a little word association. So I'm going to ask three of you, or ask each three of you, I'm going to give you three words or phrases, and then just give me the first word that comes to mind. I'm going to start with you, Coach right. Carter. I'm nervous. All right. <laughs> Your first word or <laughs> phrase, NFC South. Ooh. We got to win it. Second one is Falcons offensive line. 
going to surprise you. Julio Jones. The best. All right. Coach Malarkey. Those are good. You did good. <laughs> those are good. Damn. Damn. I knew answers to all those. <laughs> all right. Yours is going to get a little trickier. Austin Hooper. It's a layup. Uh, still has a lot he can bring to the table. You mean he's, he does bring a lot to the he, table? He does, but he still has more that he's going to. High ceiling. High ceiling. Okay. Matt Ryan. Uh, this is awkward when I'm sitting I know. right here. Man. <laughs> first thing, first That's thing, an awkward pause. First thing that came to mind was pro and great family man. That's the first first things that came to my mind. I love when things get awkward, though. Um, <laughs> Dirk Cutter. Um, See, I, I put you on the smart. Oh, that's a tough smart, one. Right no, smart. I mean, I've always I've always watched Dirk from afar, and always had he's always had a lot of success, but mm -hmm. very smart. See, I changed yours. I was going to ask you for Falcons run game, but that's going to surprise you too. Dirk Cutter came to mind when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maddie Ice, Falcons offense, dynamic. 2019. Champs. Julio Jones. The best. Good stuff. All right, so. That was easy, man. All right. <laughs> Mine were easy. Well, yeah. That's good. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'll have to dig down deeper here. <laughs> uh, so, as we've established, the Falcons fans are really excited. I, I do a mailbag every day. And since the draft, I've, not, I've been here two years, and the fan base is beyond excited when it especially when it comes to the offense you got the uh, the receiving core is intact your offensive line as you just noted is going to surprise people rebuilt Devonte freeman's back running and healthy it appears so the one thing everyone wants to know about is wrinkles in the offense are we going to see anything different you know we saw you know, at the end of the year, you saw Matt, he ran the Philly special, yeah. and he's got some great hands. Are we, uh, we going to see Matt catching the ball a little bit more? Or <laughs> I hope not. No. <laughs> if, no he, if he runs the right route. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Who's right. got the better hands, by the way, you or Julio? Me or Julio? Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, Julio. He's, he's okay. unbelievable when he does it. But if I didn't have to run and catch at the same time, <laughs> I feel like my hands are, are, are pretty good. So back to you, Dirk Cutter. Yeah. Um, what what can we expect different, or, or is it going to be? What do you, what can you tell the fan base as far as like this offense and? Yeah, I think I think the the fans. Uh, yeah, we feel we feel that excitement, and we we have awesome fans. And you know the what the fans have to remember is the ultimate goal is to win the game. Mm -hmm. And my experience is. In the NFL, you rarely win games by tricking people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you usually are going to win games by out-executing them, uh, taking care of the football, doing the little things. We have really good players on our football team, and we're led by a top-notch quarterback. So, like, th there's going to be things that the fans may or may not notice that are way different, but they're, they're subtle things that over the course of 16 games we think help us win more games. And mm -hmm. And that, that's really it. I mean, you're always going to have your little special plays in every week, but, you know, like, it's, it's not going to be a three-ring circus out there. I mean, that's not, that's not how you win games. 
big topic this offseason was obviously the offensive line. Um, you brought in a number of free agents. The first two draft picks were offensive linemen. I'll just toss this up to any three of you can take this one. How do you feel right now when you look at the offensive line, where it's at? Obviously, there's a whole training camp to go through. You got mini camps still on the horizon, but how do you feel about the offensive line, where it's at, and, and its depth, everything? The, there was a concerted effort, it looks, it appears, tell me if I'm wrong, to get bigger, to stay athletic, but still be bigger. Um, you tell me. I don't want to. No, I think uh, we, we have, in the limited amount of time we have, and and the way these practices are designed because of the CBA, you can still tell that our offensive line is on an upward climb. I mean, I think we've done a really, Chris Chris Morgan and uh, has done a great job with these guys of getting them comfortable and uh, confident in what they're doing. Uh, he's a really good teacher, really good football coach, and we've gotten better. But it's hard to do anything when you don't have pads on. Um, mm -hmm. For what we're doing, we're, we're going in the right direction with those guys up front. Yeah, the thing I'd like to just throw in there is people tend to forget that the Falcons had two Pro Bowl offensive linemen last year. Yeah, I mean, that's right. not, not very many teams in the league can say that. Jake Matthews and, and Alex Mack. And Alex yeah. Mack. And they're, you know, uh, Jake, in my opinion, had the best year of his career. And uh, Alex has been as steady a center as there has been for many years in this, in this league. So. We've added some good pieces, young and old, guys with a lot of starts. So the one, the one thing is, uh, you know, in 2016 when Matt went to the Super Bowl, the Falcons were the only team in the NFL that had the same starting five the whole year. So chances are whoever starts opening week against the Vikings won't be who starts at the end of the year. So depth is a big part of that too. Mm -hmm. And I'm, uh, as Mike said, we're in shorts right now, so it's hard to tell, but just – by my experience in this league, I'm excited with what we have to work with and how hard those guys are working. And that's why I said, uh, you know, I think I think in general pe people are going to like what they see from these guys. I always believe the football season starts whether it's the third or fourth day of training camp, whatever that first day is. And this is a great time of the year to learn your assignment and to be on top of what you're doing. But mm -hmm. uh, I've made the mistake. Um, as a player of kind of evaluating other players that might or might not make the team in OTAs when they look really good in shorts. And then all of a sudden it gets very different uh, when the pads go on. Um, I love how our guys have worked up until this point, the new guys that we've added. I really like uh, the mindset and the attitude that they've taken in the building, the way that they've worked on the practice field and in the weight room. Um, you know, but we want we want guys that that show up when the pads pads are on. I think we got those kind of guys, but um, you know that that'll show up when when we start training camp. Why? Just curious. Why day three? Is that because that's the first day of pads? Okay. So because the first day that the, yeah, yeah the first day that the pads go on, it's just a little bit different. I've been playing football for a long time, <laughs> and uh, if I just had to throw seven on seven and that was the deal and I wasn't getting hit. I'd play this game until I was 60. You know, it's a different deal when, yeah, when when you're when you're uh, when you're getting hit and, and and that kind of stuff goes on. It's it's a different different level of, of intensity and some guys rise to that uh, and and are very comfortable in those situations and some guys are not. And so we'll see uh, with the group that we have who who rises to that occasion. You talk about being hit and playing until you're 60, jokingly here, but how do you feel right now? And and I want to ask you guys a question about Matt and, and how he's taking care of himself. But how do you feel right now? Obviously, last year, statistically, phenomenal season. At one point last year, I, 
I don't know if you're a stats guy or not, but at one point in the first half of the season, you were on the same pace as you were as your MVP season, mm-hmm. statistically. Uh, but just how do you feel right now? I feel great. You know, I mean, uh, you know, my body feels really good. I think, you know, at the quarterback position, there's a lot of reasons for that. I think the rule changes have have benefited uh, guys like myself. Um, you know that we, we don't get hit. Uh, in the same way that maybe guys got hit when you were playing, um, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's a different it's a different league right now. I also think, uh, y- you know, in terms of the way I train and, and the way that I eat and, and sleep and and uh, do all of those things, I've I found a way that works for me. And you know, I've got a routine that I feel like is better than I had when I was 23 and, and young in my first four years, or even during my time with Dirk. I found a way. Um, for me to get better as I've gotten mm-hmm. older, and I think a lot of that has to do with taking care of your body and finding what works for you. Coach Cutter or Malark, yeah, whoever wants to take this one, what's the biggest difference you've noticed? And you've probably been asked this, but just maybe physically, or that you know, obviously Matt, you said you've worked with a dietitian and, and and take care of yourself and take your diet real seriously. What's the biggest difference you've seen in Matt, maybe either physically or or just emotionally, you know, psychologically, just, you know, just what's the biggest difference you've seen in him? For me, uh, his command of the offense, um, you know, I, I'll ask the players, like the, our first couple of installs, I said, look, we're, we're running these plays. I want you to run these routes when we go out there with quarterbacks. And they said, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to run the routes that Matt tells us to run. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So it, he's come a long way <laughs> from my uh, from my time with him. But it, it's, I mean, I've seen it from afar. I've watched him from afar. I've always, I'm always a fan of Matt's. So he knows how I feel about him. Uh, but I've watched him grow and develop. He, I stayed in touch with him. He, he knew how I felt about him. I, I just liked watching his success. But it's been fun to be around him and see it in person and watch the command and that he definitely has on this team. Coach Carter, I know you've been asked, you know, um, about Matt a lot, and you've coached against him, I'm kind too. of tired of talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Moving on. Sounds like <laughs> my wife. <laughs> uh, we can move on from there. No, I'm, I'm you know, it's, what, What's the biggest difference? Uh, just maybe behind the scenes. You know, uh, I think I agree with everything Mike just said. I just think one of the really cool things for Matt and Sarah is being parents now, you know, mm-hmm. for having the twins. And it's it's fun for me to listen to him give updates on what the boys are doing. And uh, awesome. my wife and my kids follow Sarah on social media. And so they're always showing me pictures and giving me uh, updates. And uh, I, I just think that's really cool for Matt to, to see the be a parent now on top of all of his other success and a lot of the credit for that goes to Sarah but uh, all of it are you looking forward to the day when he's at the oh the, absolutely the games on Friday night and calling absolutely. you up and saying because I know how he is I ripped off oh his, my god no he'll be the, he'll be the guy that the, Sarah sits sits on the 50 with the parents and he'll be standing in the corner of the end zone so he doesn't hurt somebody <laughs> Oh, oh man. God. Get Athens. No. Um, all right. Final thoughts here. Every team wants to win it. Every team, especially this time of year, is feeling pretty optimistic. But every team has their eyes set on the, the ultimate prize, which is the Super Bowl. Falcons, obviously, no different. There's a lot of expectations with this team. 
ask each one of you, and whoever wants to go first, first. But what is, in your mind, the biggest challenge or obstacle for the Falcons in 2019? I'll go first. Everybody's good. I mean, everybody's good in this league. So, you know, you don't know how the injury situation is going to play out, and that, that's what makes it an exciting game. It's what, you know, how how the twists and turns of the season go, and how we handle it, and uh, you know, when we're dealt negative blows, how we bounce back. And then when we get on a roll, can we can we sustain it? But we, we got the right people in the right places, and everybody's just got to do their part. Matt, what do you think? Well, I think, you know, I, I agree. I think it's how you handle things that come up throughout the year. I mean, the, the best teams that I've been on, you know, throughout my time, the year we went to the Super Bowl and the two times we were one seeds, um, mm. you know, those, those teams – adjust it as the year went on and and week to week you found ways to get the job done and I think you know I think those teams also bought into you know the day-to-day and I think in order for us to be long-term successful uh, and accomplish what we want to accomplish you have to do the day-to-day really well Mm -hmm. and uh, that's a challenge you know that to me that's that's not the easiest thing to do especially it's to get your young guys to buy into that uh, very quickly that that the day-to-day and how we do things um, whether it be in the weight room and meeting rooms or, or on the practice field that stuff's really important that's that's what makes the difference because like Dirk said everybody's really really good uh, yeah. you know what's going to be the thing that that sets us over the top but that's also something we have to work at and, and have to kind of reset our minds every week to be really good at that the grind coach um, <clears throat> very much the same. I, I just I, I think consistency is important in this business. Um, everybody's good. It's the teams that that uh, don't self-destruct. That they're detailed in what they do. They don't make a lot of mistakes. The, the teams, including here where I've been, that have been very detailed and don't make a lot of mistakes, um, typically are the ones that are the most consistent week in and week out, and that's important in this business. And again, just on top of that, we're trying, we like to get back to a little bit of physicality here that uh, uh, we've had in the past, and that's going to be an important part of this. All right, Matt, can't wait to talk to you on day three of training camp. Uh, guys, this has been fun. Thanks for joining us on Falcons Apple Podcast. Uh, hope we can get you guys uh, on here again sometime. This was a lot of fun. I hope you had fun. Thanks, Matt. All right, Thank you, Matt. Thanks, guys.